Previously on Planet Arcana. Holed up in the cave on the tundra outside Midmoss, and kept warm by the heat of Crater's boiler, the party indulges in some much-needed rest, and are mercilessly pulled back into the networks, to be visited once again by the Arcana. Celestine learns that there are entities that manifest outside the Arcana's view. Riot is pressed to pursue justice. Crater learns he is keeping a secret from himself. The next morning, well, it should be morning, and yet the sky is unnaturally dark. Crater leads his companions from the cave and toward Midmoss, or at least tries to, as the ice fog eclipses their view, turns them around, and seemingly has them walking in circles. Finally, Garbazine realizes it. The party has wandered into the Phantabyrinth, a mythical maze of illusion and secrecy, from which it is said that none return. Our party is caught up in this maze, as Riot and Garbazine are forced to watch scenes from their past play out before them. The memories intensify, and as the fog begins to dispel, poor Garbazine is pushed to the edge, and our heroes find themselves in battle, seemingly with the moon arcana itself. As Crater deals a finishing blow, he receives its final message. To pierce the illusion, seek me out by my number. The ice fog shatters, and for the first time since they've arrived in the cold breaks, the party sees daylight. And finally, to Midmoss. I can hear you. I am listening. miss you, my dearest darling. I miss the clockwork. The neon. The networks. Oh, these metropolises. These, these burdened, desolate biomes. Oh, the fun and games we have planned. But always with the promise that we are on a blinding path of success. You will be tried. You will be compromised. I repeat, we've been compromised. Do not despair. You will see the world. You will know planet Arcana. You will find All it takes is a friend. All it takes is perseverance. All it takes is a little sweat. All it takes is a key. In the hard light of morning, you finally get a good look at the sparse forest. The ground is flat and rocky, with the occasional stunted birch tree. The residual ice on the ground is beginning to melt, dampening the soil, the rocks, and the moss and the lichen, permeating the air with a crisp, rich mineral smell. It's chilly, yet also quite sunny, refracting the floating ice particulate into fluttering, shimmering diamonds. And at this point, as you look around, you once again see the stacks of smoke on the horizon. But this time, they remain in one place. And I clock that as Midmoss, correct? Yeah, same as last time. Um, You can see it uh, better in the light now. I think even Garbazine just reinforces that and just says... Oh god, I'm so glad it's not moving anymore. Hey, um I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. I know that I escalated that and that was dangerous for all of us. I'm sorry. Eh, it's okay. I think you got the worst of it anyway. Well, 
I've had worse. Let's all agree that next time we run into one of the arcana in a spooky forest full of ghosts, we discuss with each other before we go Rambo and start charging them and start a combat. <laughs> Big okay? agree. Is that what you think that was, Crater? You think that was for sure the moon arcana manifest here? I, I think so. What does it want from us? Why? I mean, it seemed to want us to fight. When we won that fight, things got better. So so we gave it what it wanted, I suppose. Why? I don't know. I'm, I'm still kind of hung up about the last thing that it said to me. Mm-hmm. Like, as we were leaving there, to pierce the illusion, seek me out by my number. Mm. Does that ring a bell for you? Number? Uh, DMs. Mm-hmm. I think Crater would know this. What's the number of the moon arcana? Is it because I, 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 Sean, don't know that. Mm. 18. Oh, of course. 18. And yeah, and as you ruminate on that crater, those messages and the little snippets of communication are sort of floating around in your head. And I think you hear them once more in this moment. To pierce the illusion, seek me out by my number. The fastness of dreams manifests and simplifies on paper in waking life the big oops was a time of mass secrecy that fell upon all of sentiency data was ripped from the minds of half leaving the other half to rely on vapors and dreams to pierce the illusion seek me out by my number Crater, do you share all that with us? Yes. Yes, I do. Folks, I don't know about you, but uh, I had some unsettling dreams last night. You know, the kind we've had before, all of us, all three of us. Mm -hmm. And I was told something about the past. I was told that there are beings that the Arcana cannot see. And I believe those beings exist within the networks and that they might be the things trying to contact us. Now, Crater what you were just told this idea that that the big oops left half sorry can you repeat that line that that beat? yeah you... i'll do it in my normal voice yeah um, sure <laughs> big oops was a time of mass secrecy fell upon all of sentiency data was ripped from the minds of half leaving the other half to rely on vapors and dreams if that data formed sentiency if it was the whatever the spark that makes sentiency and it was taken in the big oops if it was gone what if it went somewhere else what if it went into the networks and the whatever is trying to communicate with us is the the collection of data that used to make up android sentiency pr- prior to the big oops yeah is there something i could roll here to help sean understand this a little bit better maybe i'd say give me give me an investigation check as like a a means to collect all the information that you know and sort of sort it in your brain or or use an insight check to see through it <laughs> oh damn that was only a two. Oh. <laughs> no crater is not built for this kind of heady thinking he's more of a brute not a brain the feeling that you got from all of those messages including the ones that you felt in the network was that it felt I want to say hostile and not necessarily in a way that it wants to hurt you, but there seemed to be an annoyance or an anger behind the words that you hadn't previously heard. And I don't think you know what that is necessarily about, but you do know that it kept asking you or telling you rather to pierce the veil. Whatever that means to you is is up to you. 
but it did really sound like it was trying to get you to do something. Does that make sense? Does that does that ring any clarity into it? I mean, like this thing's like trying to influence me specifically here. It sounds like. I mean, guys, we can like twiddle our thumbs for the next couple hours trying to understand the philosophical thinking of these arcana, but we kind of on a mission here. Maybe we sleep on this. Like, I don't really know how to wrap my head around this at this moment. Yeah, right. You are crater. I think uh, that's some good sense you're talking. We should. Uh, be on our way to Midmoss because I, I certainly don't want to be out here when night falls again. How far away is Midmoss? You can see it on the horizon. It's not a particularly hilly region, so you can see quite far. Um, you could get there today. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Can I take a minute to like use some hit dice to up my hit points? <laughs> Ooh, a little short rest. You guys, yeah. If you want a short rest, you're more than welcome to. Cool. Great. Yeah, I would love to short rest. Yeah, I'll, I'll take some hit dice and I'm going to attune to this amulet of lucidity. Oh, good call. <laughs> We've been carrying that for like 15 episodes and yeah. nobody's attuned to it yet. And it's bit us in the ass every time. So I'm just, I'm going to take first watch here. Yes, bud. Okay. I just used three hit dice and I'm pretty much back at max. I used all seven and I've got some decent hit points. Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Very close to being Dan. It's one of the nice things about rolling a D12 for that kind of stuff. That's up pretty quick. What does this short rest look like? Are you all like huddling by the stump still? Or are you trying to find a different spot? Um, yeah. What, how are you guys getting cozy? I think because it's so flat, the stump might be the only thing that would kind of protect against wind and cold. I feel like that would be a good spot. Yeah. I think like make a quick little campfire. Yeah. Celestine can build a fire. Yeah. <laughs> Don't I know it? <laughs> <laughs> we can fry up some sausages, have a nice breakfast. Mm -hmm. Where were you keeping the sausages? In the boiler, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, uh, I, I swiped some sausages from uh, the restaurant we were at in Viridesia. And just been, <laughs> been, been holding yeah. on to them. At this point, they're dry cured. Freshy patrol. <laughs> You've stolen from Bitter's workplace. Cannon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She doesn't own the place. She doesn't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not. We're stealing from the man. <laughs> Sausage yeah. man. Big brunch. Big brunch. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny because previously to this, you are, were at a place with like a ton of free food. So I did assume you took it from that. But if you took yeah, it from right. brunch, that is great too. I guess that makes more sense. Oh, but you know, I said that first. So that's what I'm going with. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Crater, as you go to take a minute alone with the Amulet of Lucidity, I guess you sit back against the stump or the tree. Where do you go? Where do you go to take a minute with this? Uh, like after sausages are on the grill and just waiting for them to cook all the way through. I just maybe take a, take a lap around this giant stump. Just kind of check out the surroundings. I did maybe just go, go to the other side and have a moment to myself. As you take this moment to yourself and start to pour your consciousness into the amulet of lucidity to try to attune it to yourself, you once again, almost similar to the times that you've taken rat and have had some voices bouncing back and forth between your ears in your head, you receive another message as you tune to this. Thank you, Crater, for choosing my message. I want to reward you. Your destination contains more of my secrets. Seek me out by my number. My mind. You are attuned to the amulet of lucidity. Yeah. All right, sweet. Unfortunately, while attuned to the amulet of lucidity, you can't get high or drunk anymore. Uh, <laughs> no. So that's going to be a bummer. Yeah, it's like an antibiotic. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> as a recap that amulet of lucidity is i can roll with advantage essentially when we're rolling in the digital network mm, indeed all right cool shall we yeah i mean crater you know your way to midmoss i suppose so lead on buddy yeah let's uh i'm excited for you guys to see the place you know i might be biased but it's the it's the best city in the fifth collide garbazine does a little snort feel like there's a dissenting opinion <laughs> got something to say there <laughs> i don't know i just i'm about ready to leave i think after this i understand that i got some mixed feelings about the city now too but still home let's go and see it and so you walk towards the stacks of smoke that are emanating from this place on the horizon. And as you get closer and closer, it looks a little low to you. You sort of assumed that as you got closer to the city, the buildings might rise up over the horizon and become more stately and, and tall, but instead they stayed quite short. You arrive near the edge of the city, and as you do, Garbazine turns to you, Riot, and just says, um, listen, I mean, we talked about this a little bit before, and I... I, after everything you just told us earlier, I hate to even bring this up, but pretty much every disaster I knows about you. Yeah, I'm, um, as we get in here, I think also I have Celestine's hat on this whole time. Have I not? You absolutely <laughs> oh, do. Hell yeah, and hell yeah. Just please. confirming. Yes, please. Yes. And, All right. Uh, I will say my head is unusually cold. <laughs> Buddy. <laughs> okay, so I have my hat on, I have my coat on, and I'm going to cast Disguise Self. Oof. wherein I grow a foot taller, Ooh. my shoulders beef out from the sides, my hair becomes short, it's black, and I have a mustache. There's a tattoo mm -hmm. that appears under my eye with four strikes and then a fifth strike right through it, oh. as though counting days or years on a prison wall or maybe lives taken. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Fuck. And then there's a seemingly permanent scowl on his face, and I have become uh, who I'm going to call... Jim, uh, Jim International. Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god! Fuck! Shut her down. I just want to know about this person's life. This is a podcast now. Spin off, Jim International. We, we need to do all of Riot's alter egos in their own yeah. in their own campaign. Can I get a little taste of Jim's like sweet tones? Well, he doesn't say much, but he's known in some circles as the. I've been everywhere, man. <laughs> oh, no, Sky! <laughs> oh my God! Oh man! Oh, oh, this man, so this man definitely drives a Wrangler. Yes. <laughs> I will say, I am, sure I am quite intimidated. I'm, I am feel quite out of sorts, Ms. Riot. I'm G Jim. I, oh goodness, I don't, I don't want this person mad at me. I'm. <laughs> this is an unusual feeling, and. Yeah, I think you're wearing the hat better than I do, and I, I don't like that either. <laughs> don't worry, I'll, I'll give it back after, buddy. <laughs> so hot. <laughs> All right. <laughs> A stately man. A stately man. Uh, Garbazine looks around, and he's like, shit, I wish I could do that. Uh, and God, what is he going to do? I guess he'll just rub some dirt on his wires, and now he's looks just like Garbazine, but a little dirtier. I'm uh, I'm I'm gonna find like a like a dead like seed pot or something on the ground and use druidcraft to make it bloom into a flower that I put in his lapel. Oh, oh, 
sure, whatever lapel-like thing he's got. <laughs> there. Now you look nothing like yourself. His his eyes well up slightly with oil. And Aww. he looks down at you and he's just like, cool. Thank you. Cool. You're welcome. <laughs> Damn Druidcraft. Damn Druidcraft. And if there's nothing else you'd like to accomplish before entering the city. Oh, I'm going to I'm gonna re- refuel my, my arm, my gun. Sweet. You step into Midmoss and Crater. It is a powerfully nostalgic sight for you. The first you see of Midmoss are the streams of smoke in the distance, and then as you get closer, the clouds of steam. Efficient, industrial, and gray, Midmoss's buildings are utilitarian, square, large, and low to the ground. It's hard not to look like a tourist in Midmoss if you are one. Though the streets are covered with a light smattering of melted brown slush, studious and hard-edged locals alike sit on cafe patios wearing cardigans and modestly warm sweaters, or sit in the many saunas running along the edge of the river. Mm-hmm. There are what look like factories further to the north, and warming lanterns line most major thoroughfares. Now and then, open-air trolleys run smoothly past you on tracks that span the entire city, carrying Midmoss citizens, university students, and industrial supplies about the city. Posters and graffiti line the smaller alleys advertising surgeons and mechanics while faded billboards advertise the library, various cog laboratories, and tours of the Cransimmon Grove. As you step foot into the city and you're taking all this in and Crater probably nostalgically looking around, it's probably been a while for you, you all hear a noise from your pips. Mm -hmm. Luckily, this time it happens as soon as you enter a city. (laughs) So this feels a little more normal. And you all receive... A message. Alert! You have one urgent broadcast. Video by Shoulder Paz. Length ongoing. This is Shoulder Paz with an all systems breaking scoop. In the early hours of the morning, attendees at the Solmazate Equinox party were interrupted by a militia, led by none other than legacy Riscotech owner Harley Highstakes, accompanied by several Riscotech croupiers, taking a room full of partygoers hostage, creating a standoff that continues until this very moment. Highstakes' first demands included no interference from the Diplos, who weighed information outside the castle, as well as access to a broadcast platform. This intrepid reporter is now being given passage into the Solmazate estate, acting as a neutral third party to hear High Stakes' additional demands and to broadcast her uncensored statements. Once again, this is Shoulder Paz reporting live from the hostage room floor. Harley High Stakes, would you like to give an opening remark for our viewers and the crowd? Oh yes, I would. Hello everybody, I hope you're having a wonderful equinox. Oh, I hate to interrupt your evening, Shola, but you see I am on a grand bid for vengeance and I have demands. Isn't that right, Miss Nera? Harley, what are we doing here? Oh, I think you know, my dear. What are you expecting to get out of this? Well, I expect similar things that you hope to get out of me by framing me. (gasps) Isn't that right, Miss Nera? Framing you, Harley, oh. Oh, don't. Don't you try to sweet-talk your way out of this one this time, Miss Nera. No. No, it's okay. I understand. How is it okay? How is it? Oh, sweetheart, you lost your job. You lost Riscotech, the very thing your family has held on to for generations. We all understand how upset you must be. You you don't understand. I thought we were friends. Oh, of course we are. 
I understand, Harley. But we're not friends. I'm not friends with any of you. You all came to my year of the fool party. I saw you there and you there and you there and none of you spoke a word in my defense. Harley, our viewers at home are dying to know how did things escalate to this moment? What evidence do you have to back up these claims? And what demands do you have, if any? Well, thank you so much for asking, Shoulder. You know, I've always been such a big fan of your broadcast. Indeed. Evidence. Well, as you can see, I have amassed quite an army of witnesses who were all there on the night of the attack and can confirm that operations were as normal and that normal operations are tight. Is that not right? Totally. Yes, boss. Yes, and on top of that, in my investigation and impregnation of the Solnizate estate through the secret undercastle, I happened upon a room filled with Riscotech chips and enough coins to choke Yeehaw McGraw. Whoa. You were always the problem, patron Yeehaw. Well, you know this. We had many what? private conversations. You're just a uh, little much to yeah. handle for my staff. You caught three of three of them to quit over the years. Three. Harley, I, I, I kept Riscotech in business. Let's, uh, let's kept, be real here. You kept Riscotech in overlarge hats and poor taste. In any case, Ms. Mera, would you care to explain your cachet? Now, Harley, I want to help you through this. All of us are here, just enjoying the party. We don't have to do this. If I don't do this, then what... What do I do in this world, Miss Mera? Yes, you've, you've really driven me to the edge, and I'm afraid that if my demands aren't met, I am prepared to get, well, murderous. Now, my old friend, I'm going to need you to confess and clear my name, and I demand full immunity for myself and my crew of croupiers and the reinstatement of our position, and, and, well, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? What else? Laundry. Yeah, do, do a laundry. Yes, and Miss Mera has to do all of the croupier's laundry for the next year. <laughs> mm, Harley, I want you to feel better. I want you and I to be better. And if this whole thing is what you need to feel better... I'm waiting. Finger on the trigger. Mm, then... Of course I did it. Oh, <laughs> oh holy God. shit. Surely, <gasps> good God. Oh, no. Harley, it's so easy. What? Of course I did it. So you confessed to everything? To the, to the theft of setting me up? Sure. I set you up, and I took all of those Riscotech chips across regions, all the way from Troponeo Vega to Viridesia, and then I hid them in my husband's castle. And this isn't the only time you've done such a thing, is it, Miss Mera? No. No, of course not. Is this the first time you're piecing it all together? Of course it isn't. I just really didn't think that you would throw me, Harley High Stakes, under the bus. I can't believe you just confessed just like that. What, what do I do now? Well, know your limit. Play to win it, Harley. That's oh, that was a great burn. Did you hear that? That's what they say at Riscotech when you hit. <laughs> that was boy's favorite line. What do you do now, Harley? Well, I have 
One of my demands fill, I suppose, but, but I continue to hold you hostage until my other demands are met from the deep loath. My job, my reputation, cleared officially. Yeah, boss, yeah, ours too. Yes, yes, and the croupiers, yes. And now you can go back and run Riscotech exactly the way you ran it before. Right? Yes, only better, because I won't have a snake like you looking over my shoulder. <laughs> oh, Harley, you have no idea how many times I saved you from absolute ruin. And you, you have no idea how many times I've kept myself from pulling this trigger just in the past few hours, Ms. Murder. Take her away. Take her to the back room. I've had enough of this. Harley, hang on a minute. I think all of our viewers watching at home are dying to well, know more details. What's your next move? Sorry, Where are you at? Shoulder. That's it for Harley, now. wait a minute, sorry, please. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Much things to discuss. Harley, wait, wait, wait. wait one minute. Uh, one more question. <laughs> a, a closing please remark, enjoy perhaps. The evening. And uh, I am watching now as Harley is escorting Mesmera to a private back room, just the two of them. Hopefully, they can talk it out. We're departing the hostage room now, but we will update our viewers on the situation as it unfolds. You heard it here first, folks. Immunity. A guaranteed reinstatement of her job. Mesmera doing all the croupiers' laundry for a year. Chilling demands from a woman on the edge. Speaking of on the edge, join us at 10 tonight for our exclusive announcement of this year's CGA judge panel. Here's a hint. This year's panel is huge, but one member in particular is especially hard to measure up to. <laughs> That's all for now, folks. This has been an all-systems breaking scoop. Fuck. Oh, man, I am so sad that we left that party. That sounds like so much fun over there right now. <laughs> yeah, some cool shit went down. Imagine if we fucking busted out and just, like, were on Harley's side and, and fucking, yeah, that would that would have been great. Imagine. Imagine. Oh, fuck. Well, well, there's some shit going on and we're kind of responsible. Yeah. Sorry, and that, that, that was live, that feed? But it might have been maybe a bit delayed because we weren't in a city in order to get it yeah i think it would be probably a little bit delayed because of because yeah it has been a whole night that you've been <laughs> and as the final notes of the uh of the news stinger ring out i'd like everyone to make a perception check for me <laughs> 21 oh well it would have been an 18 <laughs> but instead i rolled a nat one no. thank you exhaustion we don't need just smelly 18 <laughs> no no well um <laughs> Right. Mm. <laughs> um, there's a little something extra that catches your eye in the middle of this broadcast. Right after Mesmera delivers a line that people consider to be quite a good burn when she says, uh, know, your, know your limit, play to win it. And you hear Edict say, that was such a good burn, that's what you, but that's what they say when you enter Riscotech. You kind of focus in on that moment sort of behind what's going on behind the scenes. Mm. And you get a little extra something. <laughs> That's oh, that was that was a great burn. Did you hear that? That's what they say at Riscotech when you come in. Yeehaw, did you hear? Did you catch that? Did you recognize that? Yeah, Edict, I'm I'm listening. That's such a good burn, Yeehaw. Harley already told me I was there more than anybody else. Oh well, I'm so sorry. I just I guess I just won't talk to you. Well don't stop talking to me, Edict. I mean come on, we're at a party. Well you haven't you been in a foul mood all night you came here just to make fun of me well you've been here doing your stupid sermons and we haven't had any time to go for brunch and... this is why we can never have a proper conversation you always got to denigrate what i do i don't make fun of your stupid hat well i make fun of your stupid robes because they're stupid i just want to have a little fun well, i make fun i don't make fun of your stupid hat because i don't want 
would make you feel stupid. And this is just goes back to what I was talking about four years ago when we... Well, maybe you should just... Unbelievable. You know what? No, it's fine. I'm above this conversation. You should just learn how to laugh sometimes. I we're, am, we're having a good time. I you don't a, have to be like this. I'm above laughing with you. Yeehaw. Oh. oh. I, don't, I, don't, I don't think so. Don't. T- don't touch me right now. I mean it. Well... I don't. We're at a, we're just at a don't party. Touch me right now. No, look. We're, t- we're here. You expect me to be in a good mood now after that <laughs> display you put on when you arrived? Edict, all I want is to make you laugh. What? You're laughing at my face, my friend. No, I, I'm laughing because you wear these stupid robes you're and look exactly. how stupid I look in you're them. stupid robes. I, I think I look handsome in these robes. You gotta learn to love yourself before you can learn to love anybody else. Oh, well, yeah. Oh, now it's yeehaw's self-love corner. Yeah, well... I am the philosopher. I am the confidant here. You are the... Never mind. Well, I'm the confidant here, so, I mean... (laughs) This is delightful. I fucking knew it. Of course. Of course. Oh, my God. Sorry. What what was that conversation? Like... (laughs) No, like, 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 like this, this, this extra thing that we just got, like, is that, was it like a separate video that we saw? Like, what is this? No, no. You like honed in and like Riot was like, wait, did you guys see that? And you reversed it uh, or rewinded it and then started it right when Edith said that thing. And you all just kind of like focused in on that. And that's what you heard. Oh, is that, is that going on in, in the background of that? Yeah. Scoopy inter- Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And just to like close that weird logical loop, like for good. <laughs> Um, I would say that like this did broadcast live, but like it it's an emergency broadcast and it got sent out to everyone automatically, but y'all didn't get it because you weren't in range until just now. Okay. So it was live, but you got it after. <laughs> nice. Um, Ms. Riot, mm. do you have a message from JD Detective? Uh DMs, do I? Have I received anything? So you all took a couple days and traveled to the Fayfields, and then from there you blinked down to another city. Um saving a lot of time and then you use a teleportation to get up to the cold breaks you would all probably know that jd detective is likely still on his way to that first location because you guys have freaking zoomed around the fifth collide and you specifically took the closest one to you and he was going to a further one so you don't have a message yet it shouldn't concern you because right. it would make sense that he's still on his way i'm pretty sure it was, it was it was yesterday we sent that message anyways yeah exactly sure i mean if he was in the city already though then it's yeah. reasonable that he might have replied but that makes perfect sense that yeah. he's taken the the long way around yeah. So as Jay said, you've got some like smaller alleys, major thoroughfares. There's like a, a trolley that's running past and, uh, you know, some crater knows some various like major landmarks in this town, including the library, cog laboratories, uh, etc. But uh, the city is yours. Right and crater, why don't you roll me either a perception or an investigation? Investigation. Investigation. <laughs> <laughs> Celestine will just stand here and try not to hurt himself. Oh, I'm so sorry. Jim. 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 Will you roll yeah. that for me? 18. Ooh. Oh, I got a, I got a 22. Aww. Oh, I, I finally rolled okay. well. Thank okay, you. well, you sort of notice as you walk through town, Crater, it's less of a surprise to you because it's sort of always been this way. But especially in the alleys, there's lots of like scrappers can't kind of scrawled everywhere. Encoded language, kind of like advertising uh, sort of below the board services like, oh, you want a cheap mod? Call Todd. <laughs> 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 for a good mod call talk. <laughs> Thank you. That's the canon one we're going to go with. Uh, for a good knob uh, call Bob. 
Yeah, that's one that uh, you noticed, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, crater, this catches your eye. You just sort of like point to it knowingly. Like a PSA that's like warning citizens of the dangers of moving about the city at night because of ghosts. Uh, and it's got slogans like, light in the snow, better not go. If out at night, beware the light. And light walkers pleading are no friends in Dee Dee. <laughs> <laughs> Feels like that last one. They started giving up, and it, was, it seems like it was near the end of the night when they were writing these slogans. But yeah. Mimos is known for bad PR, but good science. Uh, I mean, Crater, I suppose we're in your hands. This is your city, and you've got, you know, friends around here. And, and I know the plan was to meet up with them, but, you know, so uh, we follow you, right? I mean, yeah. Um, how close are we to, like my old camp is that within walking distance here still tell me was your camp like in the middle of town i i think it was like near like the outskirts it's like a like an industrial area um it would be like a like a trolley ride you know or like a i don't know half hour 40 minute walk probably to get to the outskirts okay um yeah if like we're we're here on a mission right so it's I suppose though perhaps on the way to where we're gonna go, is there anywhere that we can do you know of anywhere we can stop and I I don't know, get you some better armor crater? You know what almost <laughs> happened in the last couple of times we were in fights and you it just seems like it seems like a big fella like you, you know, there's gotta be something we can do. I can give you some location names if you want crater that you would know. I mean sure. Yeah. All right. So the collegiate uh, is huge, like a sort of a very central hub for like well, both academic and like criminal types. There's another bar called the Cognac Cran that's a bit fancy. There's a factory district that's sort of even further outside of town than the camp. There's the Grand Cog Midmoss Library, which also serves as the main cog headquarters. So those are like those would be the main features that come to mind. I think, Crater, you'd also know this just from your line of work and having been here for so long. The reason that there is stuff on the riverside is that it's like the furthest you can get out of town without like leaving. So there's some pretty heavy ghost activity out there. And uh, to that end, it's heavy on the crime because there's not a lot of foot traffic out there. So I just want to give you that little bit of flavor that like the the crime stuff, (laughs) like the heavy crime stuff tends to happen closer to the river. Okay. I list all of those famous places that uh, B just listed out. I think heading towards the river would probably be a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's, that's the best at the moment. Perhaps somebody that you know can point us in a helpful direction. Yeah. All right. Follow me. Off you go through the familiar streets. Some less familiar than others. You know, cities grow and change. Most things are in the same place. But, you know, there's some new paint jobs, maybe a new street sign. But eventually you make it down towards the edge of the river. Do you want to describe your camp for me? I imagine it being in a like kind of like a it looks like a run a rundown warehouse like a bunch of the windows are like broken out and there's like a tall concrete block fence uh, that's surrounding the warehouse that has like barbed wire looped over the top of it um and it just look kind of just looks like a big like unassuming large warehouse at first glance it looks like a it's abandoned but you can start to see like there's like smoke coming out of the roof like obviously someone's cooking inside there or something Ooh, giving me like like train by the train tracks over a roaring oil barrel vibes mm. yeah. <laughs> within this building you take a moment and take it all in 
It's a real nostalgic feeling. And there's actually only a couple of one sort of like, you, you can't even tell which one's human and which one's android. They're just kind of like covered in like scraps of clothing and are uh, playing, you know that, they're playing a washboard and uh, hmm. you know that big bottle with the three X's on it? That yes. Moonshine. Yeah, exactly. That's what's going on. And I would say like maybe you recognize one vaguely but like not by name or anything. Okay, yeah. I think I'd try to walk through the gate and approach. Yeah. How's it going? Hey, uh, I I recognize you. Hey, do you remember me? Used to oh used to work here. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm I'm wondering if uh, any of the bosses are around. You looking for a cog boss or you know or like a a boss boss you know. You know like one of the one of the boys that run this operation, like a boss boss. Oh yeah. Well. uh... As you can see, there's no one around here right now but us uh, bottle blowers. <laughs> the bosses, I mean, most of them hang out at, uh, well, either the uh, collegiate there or the library. That That's, you know, that's where the bosses tend to be uh, if they're not over here telling us grubs what to do. Oh, okay. Would I, Crater, have known that? I'll say that it's daytime and, like, yeah. typically daytime hours are not, like, heavy, like, you know, scrappers aren't meeting up and, like, strategizing and stuff. They're, like, either sleeping or just fucking around. Um, but you would know that the Collegiate, like, is a central hub for basically everyone um, in town and, like, a lot of, like, business goes on there. I see. And same with, uh, sorry, same with the library as well. Like, it's a very central hub, but, like, it leans more academic at the library. What's going on here, Crater? Is this fella giving you trouble? <laughs> I mean, don't you know who this is? This is this is Crater Wayne. I mean, he basically owns this place, right, buddy? Oh, heck. I thought I recognized you. Wow. Where you been? Oh, you know, been on sabbatical. You know, just really just taking time for myself. Um, but I'm back, bitches. That's right. That's right. He's back. So you better show him some respect take him to a boss sure yeah i mean i uh sure wouldn't you know want to piss you off that's for sure look we're just in here we're playing with our bottle and our washboard and you just come in and ask for a boss like <laughs> you, you understand there's stuff i can't tell you and there's stuff that i can tell you and there's stuff that i don't know all right well if any of the bosses happen to come back to say the creator's back in town and he's looking to have a chat with them oh yeah yeah you heard me. Jeez. That's right. You heard him. Dang. All the bosses. Okay. So all the bosses, any of the bosses come in here. You want us to tell them Crater Wayne's back in town and he wants to talk. Yeah. Like not as menacing as like you're making it sound, but like. Oh, I gotcha. Oh. Just be like, Crater's here. Sup. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I would like to chat. Let's catch up. There's some things to talk about. Oh, that's a lot nicer than I was picturing. Yeah. No, no problem. Yeah. Or where, where are you going to be? Uh, fuck around somewhere. I don't know. Well, <laughs> do you have any idea when the, when they'll be back? Like later tonight, probably. Yeah, probably. I mean, I there, we don't really have a a lot going on right now. Like everyone's kind of out in the field for the most part, except for those. I mean, except for those disasteroids, they're always up to something nasty. And you see that uh, he like kind of looks over your shoulder a bit at uh, Garbazine uh, nervously, and then is like. But uh, yeah, even that, even they seem to be laying a little bit lower uh, these days. We're uh, we're actually looking for an old friend too. Uh, that our buddy over here is missing. Um, he's actually part of those disasteroid crew nowadays. Are they holed up in this city now? Yeah, well, you know, we, they got to be around here somewhere. 
thing about them is, is, is uh, well, you, they keep moving, you know. You haven't heard anything about a location or anything? Well, they used to be holed up uh, in one of the factories up there, but, uh, you know, that that was... That was a couple of weeks ago, and they tend to they tend to keep hopping around. All right, you've been somewhat helpful. Thank you. Hey, you want to play a jug or? <laughs> I would like to play a jug. <laughs> Have a seat. All right, so Celestine uh, sits down. Like here, you give me that. I'm going to show you how we do it in the good on wilds. <laughs> give me a performance check <laughs> with disadvantage. I assume. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, do badly on this, please. Six. It's a six. <laughs> when you go to like breathe out into the moonshine bottle, you accidentally breathe in a bit and you take a huge cup <laughs> of moonshine and it just gets you absolutely messed up. Oh boy. Crater. Uh. Crater, I can't I can't feel my teeth. Crater. My moonshine. Crater. <laughs> What's going on? This is I what mean, you have teeth. my vision is blurry, Crater. <laughs> what did they do to me, Crater? That poisoned me. What is this? How? They're just laughing. Just ride that high, man. It, it's uh, it's gonna uh, be okay. Just ride it. It's, it's gonna be cool, Crater. I'm unsteady. I uh, I think Celestine stands up and he falls right down. <laughs> oh my god, Crater! I don't like this place. <laughs> there's Boy. ghosts and there's I don't know what. I just wanted to play the moonshine jug and I don't know what happened. Now here I am on the ground, Crater. Okay, where okay. are you, buddy? Okay, 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 see okay, okay. Yeah, I'll I'll I'll, I'll lean down. <laughs> Holy this shit! This is worse than rat, Crater. Oh. I've literally never oh. seen someone react like this to a mouthful of moonshine. <laughs> you know. Okay, I'm gonna put a hand on Celestine's shoulder. Be like, you know, m- maybe the maybe the jug isn't your instrument of choice. Like, I'm we'll, never, we, we, I'm will, never. we will find what works for you. Oh. It's not we we know for certain it's not the jug. It's Lesson not, learned. It's not the jug. Okay, crater. It's not the jug. It's I can't please jug. take the jug from me, crater. No. I don't want to see it anymore. Guys, get that jug away from here right fucking now. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh. All right, all right, all right. Oh my stars! All right, all right. Oh my stars! The jug is gone. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm gonna throw up, crater. Help me, uh, crater buddy. Okay, I, I'm gonna turn Celestine onto his side, and I'm just gonna start patting his back until he pukes. <laughs> I just want more. Oh, that wasn't even an out one. Holy shit! <laughs> I, I don't think moonshine is that strong. <laughs> I've never had this moonshine before. <laughs> um. Crater. Yeah, buddy. Will you carry me? Yeah, buddy. Oh, thank you. I don't think I can walk right now. Okay. I I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Celestine up and I'll cradle him in my arms and hold him like the baby he is right now. <laughs> cradle Wayne. Cradle Wayne! <laughs> oh god, Cradle Wayne and Celestine nodding off because he just falls right to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> As you start to carry Celestine away, I think um, Garbazine quietly slips off very briefly. Um, make a perception check. Nat 20, baby. Oh my I'm rolling oh, like a Christ. fucking king. Holy <laughs> shit. Uh, you're rolling like Jim International. <laughs> Damn right. You see Garbazine um, follow the bottle players as they kind of like scatter after Crater intimidated them. And he's just kind of sneaking up behind them. Do you do anything? 
he's not sneaking up behind them in an intimidating way. He's just kind of like following them as they're walking away. <laughs> Fucking slash their throats from behind. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's something like that. Yeah, um, I've acquired cigarettes somehow. I think they were probably like half pack on the ground as we came into the city. Sweet. So I'm gonna light one up and just kind of like slowly saunter in that direction and see what he's up to. Okay. Yeah, with a fucking nat 20, I think you hear what's going on. You watch as he taps one of them on the shoulder and he gets close and he's just like, hey, um, do you guys have any pig on you? Oh, hey, listen here. I uh, I don't mess around with disasteroid shit like that. Don't, don't, I don't even really want to be seen talking to you, to be honest, my friend. So, so sorry, sorry. Are you serious? I just yeah. am looking for some pig. Yeah, look, look, there's never been a time when I've been around one of you and there hasn't been some sort of disaster. It's right in your name. So if you don't mind. Yeah, cool. Go fuck yourself. Oh, yeah, definitely. Not surprised that came out of your mouth. And he trudges off back towards the group. No dice. What? Oh, um, no. Hey, listen, um, just between you and me, I think like it, it might be a really good idea for before we, uh, before everything goes down with our little plan that I, I think maybe I'll just like sneak back to where our HQ used to be and just pick up a little bit of pig because I, you know, I, I just went down on that last fight. I'm obviously not doing as well, uh, without it. So if I just pick up a little extra, I think, I think I'll be good for, you know, whatever, whatever comes next. You don't think that's risky? Uh, I don't think it's as risky as going in um, with my shaking fucking wires right now. Listen, can you just keep that a secret? I just... And also, if you hear anybody, like, talking about Pig, can you let me know? Because I'm, like, it's really uncomfortable to exist right now. Let me check with the other two. I'm going to go back over to Crater and, well, Philistine, who's asleep, and just kind of, like... Be like, what are, what are the chances that we could run into somebody who would know what to do with a pig around here, Crater? Gonna be honest, I I hadn't heard of that shit until we ran into Garbazine. So, like, we can we can ask around. This one here wants to go back to old HQ. What do you think about that? By himself? Yeah. That's a bad idea. Mm-hmm. I think you should stay close to us. It's not like a trust thing. It's just more of a safety thing. He's a, he's asking to be found and then killed. We know they're close. We know they're within five miles of us right now, right? Yeah. Garbazine, I'm going to have to insist that you stick around. Do you want a shitload of rat? Uh, yeah, sure. It's not the same. Um, and hey, listen, like, I, I don't want to, I don't want to endanger you. So I can totally go by myself. If you want, I can just sneak off and grab some really quick and I can meet you wherever we want to meet. That's totally fine with me. I think that's kind of the issue that we're having is you going off by yourself. Okay, well, the issue that I'm having is that I feel awful. Gonna have to hang on a little bit longer there, bud. Well, I'll toss him five stickers of rat. Holy shit. <laughs> Don't take it all at once. <laughs> he takes it all at once. Lullaby and dreamland. Hi, I'm Sean. I'm a player. So, just interrupting the show to let you know that we have a Patreon. And if you already know about our Patreon, I'm here to let you know that we've done some recent updates. We have officially launched a new tier on our Patreon called Temperance. It's got all the benefits of the previous tiers, like our talkback show, Recharge, Early Access, ad-free episodes, and digital downloads of all of our songs, but with a little added perk. We're starting a mail club. Starting in early 2022, we'll be sending out our monthly letters to our Temperance tier patrons. Sometimes from the cast, or sometimes from the characters. If you've ever wanted to get a heartfelt message from Sean, who's me, by the way, 
or a spicy note from Yeehaw McGraw, or a sensual note from Uncle Edict, this tier is for you. Be sure to get in early because we're capping this tier at only 25 members. Mail will start being delivered in a few months, but sign up now so that you can be sure to be on the list. This new tier is going to be only $10 Canadian a month, but of course, if a monthly financial subscription is not in the cards for you, we totally understand. That's why we also have a coffee where you can tip us $3 or whatever you can spare. But as always, the most helpful thing you can do is just tell your friends. Tell your friends who love D&D. Tell your friends that don't love D&D that you just found this amazing podcast and that they should listen to it. Psst, that's us. You can send them a direct link to our audio feed or... You can direct them to our website at www.planetarcana.com, to our Patreon at patreon.com slash planetarcana, and we are at planetarcanapod on all social media. Thank you. And now, back to the show. B, can you tell us those two places that uh, those guys said that bosses typically hang out in? It was the library library and the collegiate? Yeah, exactly. You would know like a little bit about both. Basically, the collegiate, as I said, like central hub, it's sort of both academic and crime hub, whereas the library is like an information hub uh, and like academic cog type hub. So bosses would sort of most frequent both of those places. Gotcha. Let's not go to the library because well, that's for losers. <laughs> Off to the collegiate, I guess. All right. So you head on down to the collegiate. It's just as you remember it. There's kind of like weird, fakey looking quad pillars in the front. Like it's it's a very squat industrial building, but they've put like random like, you know, university looking shit in front of it. Uh, and you go inside and there are large, cushy looking couches everywhere. The walls are lined with books. Uh, and at the back, several people crowd around a tall digital messaging board that displays various like wanted for sale for hire seeking partners type of messages all about you. There are like buttoned up sweater wearing academic types, uh, composite beings with open modifications, as opposed to most other areas where they would probably make some attempt to hide it because of the taboo. And and grungy looking scrappers, many of them are sitting together, engaged in passionate debate or contemplating schematics, etc. Uh, and there's a few like back room looking places as well. But uh, yeah, it's pretty busy. But there is an empty table at the back. Let's do it. Am I still carrying Celestine like a baby at this point? <laughs> you tell me. <laughs> Slinging like a baby Bjorn. Just like a, <laughs> like... All right. Yeah, let's go. Let's go grab that that table at the back there. I think as I'm walking through this bar, I'm like stomping my feet just a little bit, just like not afraid <laughs> of getting attention from everybody. You know, I'm trying to be noticed a little bit. Hell yeah, roll me a performance. <laughs> how how is that possible? How oh no? How did oh, I no. roll another fucking that one? No. That's, oh. Oh, no. <laughs> how how? Oh my oh. god. All right, let's see here. So basically, you're stomping around, and like a couple people start to look over, uh, and you're you're noticing them <laughs> noticing you, and you fail to notice that you just slam down on someone's foot and then they scream and then celestine wakes up and screams and then you drop celestine no i can drive it's okay you got attention right celestine throws up on the floor yeah. <laughs> uh sorry where are we sorry, sorry. where are we crater what happened we're about to get drunk um no no <laughs> celestine throws up again uh, 
And as you say that, a Gears android sort of comes up to your table. She's got like a less intricate design than is typical for the Gears build. It's like a wide, gliding, bell-shaped being with a flat top and several pincer-like <laughs> arms that move in like an intricate dance, sort of like removing menus from people's hands and putting drinks down as she comes close to you, depositing them at tables with gusto, uh, occasionally clapping people on the back, causing them to like lurch forward in their chairs. And she comes up and she's like, Oof, yeah, welcome to the collegiate. Uh, my name is Helgasket. What can I get for you? Uh, okay. <laughs> Hi there. It's so, so good to meet you. Uh, can we get three pitchers of very dark Caesars <laughs> oh. and then a glass of milk for the young one here? M- milk. Oh my God. Right. Did you want anything? So I, Celestine throws up again at the mention of milk. Please, can I have a ginger ale? Oh, mein Gott. And Helgasket kind of like takes out like a squeegee and squeegees the puke like into like a little <laughs> department on her bell shape. I do apologize. I do have manners, but I can't seem to be able to find them at the moment. Oh, I tell you what. I know you 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 are asking me for I don't know what it is. Uh, extra dark seasons. Let Hell Gasket take care of you. And Hell Gasket goes <laughs> like zooming back into the kitchen, uh, zooming back out, and she's like, "Oh yeah, now this is the stuff. I call it." and it is my own recipe please please and like passes them around and it is like black and thick um were you out of ginger ale (laughs) (laughs) what is ginger ale oh okay no no the only only high quality ingredients in this yeah engine oil engine coolant transmission fluid brake fluid differential fluid power steering fluid hydraulic clutch fluid and window washer fluid it's everything a body needs yeah yeah drink up oh fuck yeah garbazine chugs it (laughs) yeah i i I try it pass mine over to (laughs) garbazine it's so delicious (laughs) Celestine sniffs at it what does it smell like you know when you taste metal and it it kind of feels weird on your tongue like a grocery cart yeah (laughs) wait a minute hold on stop stop just for a moment please what what the fuck do you mean by that guy taste of a grocery cart licked a grocery cart i've i've sold myself out here (laughs) accidentally i used to as a kid i used to suck on you know the chain on grocery carts that would like stick oh my god oh my god were you just constantly ill as a child no you, you do realize we're putting this out for people to listen to, right? Like, so, like, oh, everyone's going to know this about you because you said yeah, it. Well, you know, keep, keep in mind, like, I was small enough that I fit in the front area with my, like, feet popping through, you know. But I remember but the taste of the metal so that you much. you remember the taste. Oh, yeah. Don't worry. That's not the worst thing. On Next Recharge's recommendation, the weirdest thing you've ever licked. Slug. Uh, but, Yeah. <laughs> enough about me <laughs> I, I, I think I, I, I chug back this drink that tastes like a grocery cart from Sky's childhood <laughs> oh god Celestine gives it a little sip Celestine gives it a tentative sip it's it's very delicious all right all right is it okay okay good good that's good oh oh well oh, yeah I, I do I do feel somewhat better thank you thank you that was much needed you are most welcome. And uh, what can Helgasket do for you before I leave? Anything? Anything? Beer. I'm afraid our little Gilgasket only knows one drink. <laughs> uh.
Anything for humans around here? Anything for humans? Well, you know, we have a modding room in the back and we have a little uh, temporary upgrade tattoo room. Uh, lots of humans seem to like those. Yeah, mm. very good. Drink? Drink, though? Anything to drink? I, Hel Helgasket can make you another zvut. I can't drink that. Helgasket, notice you did not try. I think I'll die <laughs> if I try that. Fine. And Helgasket goes into the kitchen and comes out with like, you know, what are those like super tiny ass glasses that give you for free for water in the movie theater? Yes. <laughs> Beer. Like, yeah, there you go. I'll do. That'll be 12 gold. Jesus. Okay, I hand it over. I'll hand it 13 over. Ah, uh, yeah, that is good. Thank you. The Zwit was free, so you two don't owe me anything. Figures. <laughs> There's just a giant bucket in the back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Helgasket makes it in vats. You know the recipe. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I've heard all about your Vuts before. <laughs> what did you just say? Vuts? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're trying to say Zwit? Oh, never. Oh, Helgasket was about to beat you senseless. <laughs> <laughs> Show me your boots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, you know, if you're looking for human stuff, uh, the, the best person to talk to is is, is, is the, the dean, yeah? Is the what, sorry? The dean. The dean? The dean. <laughs> top side, the dean McScrew. <laughs> top, top side, the dean McScrew. Yeah. Helgasket is starting to get offended. All right, yeah. Uh, you know where we can find Topside? Oh, yeah. And she, like, points over to, like, the cushiest of the couches. Um, and over there you see he is a steam android <gasps> wearing a sweater vest and an ascot and sunglasses. His, like, monitor is squash-faced and there are, like, freckles drawn on. It's a compelling but unpleasant face. Well, Crater, is that one of the one of the bosses that they were mentioning to you back at the camp? Do I do I know this person? I would say that this person and you would definitely at least know each other's names. Gotcha. I mean, yeah, we're like we were thick as thieves. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you all want to come with me? Uh, mm -hmm. I can introduce you. I'll flank you. I'm gonna skull my tiny glass. I'll finish for the rest of my food. And then uh, start making my way over there. You said it perfectly that time. <laughs> Three times a charm, yeah. <laughs> you make your own way over. I think, um, you know, maybe when uh, Topside the Dean looks over at you, there's like a little bit of a straightening up of the posture. Sees he coming. Topside. Hey, whoa there. You got an appointment? Uh, no, no, I'm just kidding. It's, uh, uh, it's, it's a boulder, right? Uh, it's actually a crater now. Oh, shit, shit. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Boulder. Welcome to, uh, yeah, welcome to, to Topside McScrew's little back coach. Uh, <laughs> have a seat, have a seat. I think Celestine, when he hears boulder and, and, and crater say it's crater now, kind of looks at Riot like, did you know? I just like shrug. Realize the situation. I think crater would look back at both Celestine and Riot and just give like a, uh, like, not right now, we'll talk about it later kind of look. Mm. Ah, well, I'd like to introduce you to my friends. We got Jim. I nod. Yeah. One of my best friends here, Steve. Celestine just about says his real name and then, <laughs> and then is like, mm, 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 mm. Good old garbage. <laughs> Gar Garbazine cool. shoots you a look. <laughs> I try really hard not to laugh. <laughs> 
Yeah, everybody around here calls me the Dean. Yeah, good to know you. Nice to meet you. Thanks thanks for coming to see me. Um, yeah, so if you're coming to me, uh, I would love to start this conversation by uh, issuing my warmest congratulations because <laughs> I can only assume that uh, one of yours or maybe all of yours as a group uh, Looking to become a maker, huh? Well, that's my specialty, is hooking up potential makers up with uh, premium pots, capiche? I don't know what that last word was. Do we understand each other? Can I ask where you get these parts from? Well, that, my friend, is just none of your concern, okay? Listen, uh, and like I said, I only do this kind of work for new build androids. So if you're looking, for example, to get yourself modded, or perhaps to become a symbiote. I don't do that here. Do you understand me? And if you're looking to get modded, well, I'd say you'd, you'd, you'd best be going somewhere else. Do we understand each other? You know, I haven't been in town for for a while now. I was just kind of looking to catch up with some of the old gang, you know? Been wandering around this morning looking for some of the old guys, like like Pacemaker and all those boys. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Pacemaker. So... And l- so, sorry, I f- I feel like I misunderstood because um, most of the time people who come to me and have a seat on my couch with an appointment they're looking for uh, they're looking for parts. Do you understand what I'm saying? I I don't think I do. I only <laughs> sell parts for new build androids. I do not sell parts for modding because that, my friend, would be illegal. Oh, oh, <laughs> I understand. He's doing what Miss Riot does. He's saying the one thing, but it means the other. Oh, I get it. Yeah. Who the fuck is Miss Riot? <laughs> <laughs> Friend, friend of mine. Yeah, I've, I've followed her for a while on the pip. She's fucking hot. She's posted some weird ones lately and not very much, so I gotta wonder what she's up to. But I do feel like there's something there with that Risco Tech height. She got a lot of... Anyway, we're getting totally off track here. Um, Sorry, what... Cr- cr- uh, crater, you're looking for... Did you say pacemaker? Yeah, I'm looking for pacemaker. Yeah, he was in here early, actually. Uh, he just stopped in real quick, but... You know, he's been spending a, a load of time at the library. Is he, is he do, doing all right, though? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, I, I I know you two were, uh, like, uh, spaghetti and, and uh, bread sauce, but I, <laughs> I'm not that close with him. So he's been he's been in and out. He's been doing his normal routine, as far as I, as far as I know. Which, yeah... Uh, you just here back to to see pacemaker or cards on the table here. We're we're looking for some disasteroids that may have been coming through town here. Have you heard anything about that? Oh, disaster! Well, I see you walked in with one. Yeah, th- this one garbage doesn't really count though. So uh, you're looking for uh, for just some disasteroids? Any in particular? There's supposedly some disasteroids that are slinging some some of our stickers, if you know what I mean. Uh, in exchange for other items. And I know how frowned upon that is. And I think they're back here in Midmoss. And I think it'd be pretty important for you and the bosses to know about that. But we're trying to locate them first. You're telling me that there's there's disasteroids who are selling rat? Is that what you're saying? It kind of looks that way. Either that or they're exchanging it for other things. My friend, you have to be a lot more specific because uh, I can I could think of about a hundred different disasteroids that I've seen selling rat. There's also been some rumors of some specters down in the Phantom Miles slinging the stuff too. Have you heard anything about that? To be honest, my friend, the Phantom Miles are far out of my uh, zone. I don't really do any business with the specters either. Not even the ones up here. I don't like them. They give me the creeps, you know. Have you ever heard of someone named Scavenge? Whoa. Now, what are you doing with Scavenge's name in your mouth? We're looking for him. Oh, yeah? He uh, 
Stole something from a friend of ours. Well, uh, hmm, you looking for him, huh? Listen, Scavenge is uh, purposefully not easy to find. He he tends to keep himself very private. That's the problem we're having. Yeah, I understand. But, um, you know, there might have been some other information that's come through here. I don't know. It depends. Uh, what's in it for me? What do, you, what do you want? What do you got? I could toss all my coins just on the table take a drag of a cigarette that's Ooh. such a fucking oh, power move you know, goddamn God thing shit and then that's just... the first thing you do in this conversation yeah. is throw money on the fucking table that's Fuck. so fucking badass we got that okay well now we're talking all right well listen listen here all right i'm gonna be straight with you I don't know where scavenge is nobody knows where scavenge is he doesn't tell anybody where scavenge is going because he doesn't want them to know he's a very private man but I was hearing some other things coming through the collegiate. I heard that old Scavenge is looking, uh, he came He came back from his last job and looking to get a mod in a real hurry, okay? And he was in such a hurry that uh, he enlisted the help of a surgeon who uh, is particularly fast, but often, uh, well, often fucks up. There's uh, often some intense complications with the surgeon's uh, wake, but... Um, what was the nature of the mod? That I am not entirely sure, although pretty much all of Scavenger's mods have been, uh, you know, offensive. And I would be real surprised if, if this one was any different. I can tell you that uh, some of the past mods that he've got has, has made him totally immune to things like lightning and... And acid, and uh, I mean, who knows what the new one will do. But um, the other thing I can tell you is that, uh, yeah, the surgeon that he went to has been known to do some pretty highly experimental, illegal, ill-advised limbic surgery. Name? Of the surgeon? <laughs> a nod. He has a name. <laughs> and it's a surgeon's, and it's a name, surgeon's too. name, too. Roll me a persuasion, or, yeah, is that what you're doing? You're trying to intimidate this out of him or persuade it out of him? Um, I'm trying to intimidate. All right, give me an intimidation roll. 28, baby. Holy oh, shit. Oh, my God. Yeah, I got a name. Hacksaw McGraw. No. <laughs> Any relation to Yeehaw McGraw? Listen, the McGraw family name is awful common around the good and wilds, and that's where he hails from, so... I personally don't know, perhaps. Where do we find him? I have half a cigarette left and I smoke it basically down to the filter. Oh my God. In one breath. <laughs> do you, after like it gets to the filter, do you just like eat the filter? Yes. Hold <laughs> it in with your tongue? Absolutely. And I chew as I wait. Okay, yeah. roll me another Nintendo. Okay, that's just 20. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I think this uh, this Mr. McGraw, I know that he does some of his work outside of the city in the Cransimmon Grove, but uh, again, he's been working on Scavenge, so that means that, well, who the fuck knows where he is? Does he have an office, a spot, where he usually does his mods? Uh, I mean, most illegal surgeons do not have an official office, but uh, listen, I, I thank you for your gift. Um, I, I thank you for coming to me and trust in me with delivering this information. But I have appointments today, real ones, you know? I, I let you in just kind of, just as a friendly uh, gesture to you, Krata. And, uh, you know, I, I will say that uh, it's funny you brought Pacemaker up because I, I do think I heard him talk about you the other day. So maybe maybe you want to ask him, huh? I say it's time we take our leave. Celestine goes to tip his hat and realizes he has no hat and then now doesn't <laughs> know what to do with his hands. I tip my hat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Okay, uh, off to the library. 
So you walk further into the center of town, uh, away from the collegiate, and start to get into more of the fancier areas. The bars start to get a little bit more rich. Uh, the people look a little bit more rich. And you definitely notice that like, there seems to be an attitude that shifts as you get to this area that like, there's just more eyes trained on Garbazine in this area. And he looks uncomfortable. He's kind of keeping his head down. But you push forward. And finally, you arrive at the Grand Cog Midmoss Library. I will also point out the cog in this case is spelled uh, similar to analog, so C-O-G-U-E. It looks mm. like yeah. quite old spelling, and the building itself looks quite old. It is in fact squat, and it's got good bones. <laughs> in the all-metal entrance hall, efficient signs on the wall direct you based on topic and genre. The magician figure eight symbol is seen prominently printed on various surfaces and directional signs. I think maybe turn to Garbazine and tell him, uh, listen, stick around. Don't go wandering off too far, but I think you should make yourself scarce for the sake of the party. Okay. Yeah. Should I stay in the library or you want me to go? No, stay in the library. Stay nearby, but you know, just so that we can get some initial trust on our side. I think it's for the best. Loud and clear walks into the library and you see him disappear into the stacks. Crater, is there anywhere that uh, your buddy here would probably be inclined to hang out in a place like this? Yeah, to pierce the illusions, seek me out by my number. So, yeah, I was going to say, stack number 18. Yeah, let's head there. So you head towards section 18. This is quite a large building, so you walk following the numbers until you find section 18. So as you round the corner and stare down the long aisle of section 18, Crater, you are immediately faced with a familiar sight. You see a small, slightly hunched man with a receding hairline, which is black and streaked with white. He is South American in appearance and pacemaker, as you recognize him, has a gaunt face and compassionate eyes exaggerated by round glasses that digitally magnify seemingly in response to changes in his expression. For example, the enlarging of his pupils as he takes in the sight of you as you round the corner. He wears a quilted set of cream-colored cleric robes, his generally rumpled appearance offset by their perfect cleanliness. And he's standing in here, he's holding a book, but he's just kept it open in his hands as he look up, looks up to see you. He sort of freezes for a second, goes to move forward to like embrace you as you've done like a million times and like stops himself and just mouth opens and closes a few times and he goes, but... Crater, my friend, you came. Here in the flesh. Or I guess not flesh, oh. but... <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, I, I am so relieved. Uh, and I, uh, I see you brought friends. Uh, yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, sorry, okay. Come here first. What, 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 what's your problem? Give me a hug. Oh, thank God. <laughs> and he like reaches, just lunges forward and like wraps himself around you. I think he even just like, he does like a hop up and just like <laughs> dangles from your middle. Krita! <laughs> uh. <laughs> I miss you so much. <laughs> I know you tell you to go away, but then you go away. Mm, and so then I have a weird dream about Riscotech, everyone applauding you. <laughs> but then I see on the news that everyone, you know, that there's a big ice. Oh, mon dieu. I am so happy to see you. Uh, mon ami, tabernak. Good to see you, buddy. Tabarnak, critter. Mon dieu. Okay. I, uh, very nice to meet you, too. My goodness, your friend is very tall and handsome. 
Uh, anyway, um, I, 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 you know, I don't want to be rude, but perhaps, and he like looks over at, you know, the gang, perhaps we could uh, have a, a private meeting. I, I do as much as I want to enjoy this reunion. I, uh, I have a confession to make, Crater. Okay. Crater, do you, do you want us to step aside? Yeah, I think, yeah, just, give me, give me one minute here. Merci, 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 merci. It's very nice to meet you. My name is Pacemaker. I will get introductions in just a minute. I've been waiting for this a long time. I, I, I'm sorry. Um, please feel free to look around. Uh, you know, this is the topic I'm studying right now. Uh, perhaps we'll talk about it later. Uh, Crater, come, come, come. And like leads Crater around a corner. What is the topic? Yeah. So just as Pacemaker starts to lead Crater away, he puts the book that he was holding back onto the shelf, leaning against another nondescript stack of books. Uh, As he turns away, you get a better look at what he was holding. It's thinner than some of the other books around here. And it's kind of like magazine sized. Uh, You sort of start to gather this and clock the section that you're in. And you realize that what Pacemaker had was an academic paper and not a book. And the paper is titled Information and Emotion, What the Personal Information Port and the Dream and Digital Networks Have in Common. The PIP. So the PIP and the Dream and Digital Networks. Uh, Can I take a picture of the page that he has open as well as like subsequent pages with my PIP? Yeah, definitely. Um, Do you want to read it in this moment? Yeah. Cool. Celestine and Riot, you open the book and just go to the page that he had open Um, And he seemed to have just started it because it is on the page that just has the abstract for this paper. So the abstract reads, The dream and digital network are difficult to study and observe, existing as dimensions of vast and infinite information and emotion. If, however, the networks were viewed through a less complicated lens, what could we learn of their nature? In this paper, that idea compacts further. To imagine the networks as a simple duality allows for the application of basic quantum mechanics. Presumably, one either enters the digital or the dream network, rendering them to a binary. Quantum mechanics suggests that the networks both exist simultaneously until one enters their respective network and observes it. Though entry to the networks has been exclusively documented during periods of rest, it has not been documented exactly when one enters the network, leaving the possibility open for a space to encapsulate one's mind before observing a network, thus then existing there. By challenging the binary of the networks and their exclusivity to either the high... <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Let me take that <laughs> in again. Leaving yeah. it in. <laughs> By challenging the binary of the networks and their exclusivity to either the human or the android lineage, this paper researches the possible compacted dimensions that may exist as a transport vessel to a network. Furthermore, examining the networks as one does light, existing simultaneously as a wave and a particle, this paper discusses the possibility of observing both discrete networks during periods of rests and deliberately observing neither. This research contains both enormous breadth and minuscule matter, and methods include only the tools at the disposal of one in the conscious waking world. Discussions include the relationship of the communicative PIP networks that also carry copious amounts of both information and emotions, as well as methods of trying to alter oneself enough to observe the network not belonging to them. Dang. I mean, That's... this is this is certainly a lot to take in at this moment, but I, I do do think that there might be some some information in this book that, that could shed light on what's been happening with our pips and, and what's going on. And that last bit there, Ms. Riot, that well I mean that's you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Riot, you've been 
you, you've been able to access the digital network, which you should not be able to do. Mm-hmm. And whatever's trying to reach out to us is in there as well. Could be in a space outside the networks, in one of those spaces that, that exists just before the network. That the Arcana can't access. That the Arcana cannot access and cannot see. Hmm. I wonder if Pacemaker would let us take this. I mean, it's a library. Perhaps we should just get a library card. <laughs> you, want, you want to do that? <laughs> yes, please. I would oh very God. much like a library card. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to take a... Celestine up to the desk like a like a Perfect. proud uncle. <laughs> Celestine's yes. just got the book under his arm, just kind of like, you know, arms Aww. out, marching back and forth. Beautiful. And as that happens, we'll flip over to Crater and Pacemaker. So Pacemaker kind of leads you between the stacks. It's a little bit labyrinthine, but he seems to be knowing where he's going. Eventually, he, he kind of stops and he's just like, I guess this is as good a place as any. Crater, what do you remember of that night? Not much. It's just kind of a blur. I remember going there. Um, well, I'm not even sure that's true. Like, I remember going to a place, but I didn't even remember where that place was. So, like, so not a lot. Let me tell you something. I'm sure you know that in this area... It's easy for things to, how you say, snowball. That was my experience when I moved here. I was so grateful that you helped me establish myself. I'm so proud of the work we did together. But there was other work for me. Work I'm not proud of, Crater. And one job begets another job, and before you know it, there's... (laughs) I'm sure you know. I'm sure you understand there's, there's no way out of the work. And eventually, I was offered an impossible choice, Crater. Do you know where I'm going with this, my friend? No, I, I don't. The night that it happened. Do you remember who told you the location? Who gave you the job? I mean, yeah, of course I do. It was, it was you. But, Pacemaker, what are you, what are you getting at here? <laughs> You're going to make me. All right, Crater. Things snowballed, Crater. Things got out of control for me. And the choice that I was offered was to either let them put you under the knife with an untested surgeon or do it myself. <laughs> <laughs> 